his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Well, good afternoon. It's WTIC. So the bad guys, that is people in government, large and small, it starts at the top, of course. One of the, uh, you know, the big... It's a criminal organization, first of all, government is. We have to start looking at it through the proper lens. And until we can accept the fact that that's the truth of government, that we have empowered a criminal organization using our money and the power of our laws, they have built a structure through which they can rob us blind, lie and cheat about every inch of it, and then squander billions of dollars on a state level and trillions on a federal level for nothing but an election rigging scheme. Nothing they do is for any reason but to get themselves reelected. And all policy is made in order to funnel money to their voters. This is the condition of government today. The, uh, the evidence is glaring and continuous, but it's hard to see the obvious when it's in front of your eyes all the time pounding you in the face you don't realize it's obvious when it's doing that you think it's some weird dynamic going on in the world what is going on i'm being attacked you think it's an exception no this is what goes on every day of the week and they keep coming back for more because they have figured out the perfect scheme i used to admire businesses that were well that, that they had figured out the scheme for their business you know certain ones i'm sure you can think of which um, have just the right business that I'm talking about. They have just the right advertising in place so they can take all the money they make and funnel it into advertising. And the advertising comes back in the form of new business, and they just permanently grow their business. That's a, that's a wonderful, legitimate enterprise created by the important people in our country. I don't mean to compare them to the criminals who run government. But government has a scheme that's similar. It's just an immoral, destructive scheme that they've designed in such a way as to rob us blind. Accept that reality. See the obvious. And stop supporting and voting for these people who are in the business of robbing us blind. 
I've got some calls here, but I don't know who they are. I'll just uh, bring you on and see what you have to say. Hi, who's this here on the air? Yeah, this is Hank from Berlin. What's up, Hank? Hey, let me ask you a question. And I try to research this, and I get no answer. How come Lamont won't tell us these uh, migrants coming in on the Texas border, uh, a bunch of them came to Connecticut. How come he won't say where they're staying? I hope he gets beat by Stanowski, you know that? Stefanowski, why would they? Why would he suddenly start telling the truth? He's never told the truth in his life, unless it was just an accident. Where the well, truth? I'll tell you what. I hope he gets beat in November. Well, that, because, that uh, that's the right he, way to feel, Hank. Yeah, he, he's uh, doing what Stanowski said early on. He was Stefanowski. The taxes and everything. Now he's doing it. Well, no, he's pretending to do it. Yeah, so, well, so let me. Here's what here's what Ned is doing. He raised taxes, one point eight billion dollars early on. And now at the last minute, he's doing temporary tax cuts up to like $600 million. Now, does that yeah. sound like somebody who's cutting taxes or somebody no. who raised taxes? No, no. But I'll tell you what. How come he doesn't tell the people where these migrants staying in Connecticut? Why would where he do he that? Huh? Why, would, why would he do that? Well, I, I don't know. He should. But, but he doesn't do anything he should do. He's a thief. He's a plunderer. He's a liar. He's a cheat. That's how government works. I'm not just being gratuitous. I'm telling you what is an obvious fact of the way life works under our political system today. Rob's calling from Meriden. Hi, Rob. Hi, it's not Rob. It's Ron. How are you doing? Hi, Ron. Sorry about that. No problem. Uh, reti retired law enforcement many years. Just want to comment on the New Haven situation. Okay. But before I get to that, you know, in my career, I've transported hundreds of hundreds of prisoners, many times to the ER, um, a common scenario would be for an emergency committal, where someone who's obviously Looney Tunes, you go through the paperwork and the transport, only to find out what the doctor lets them go. Many times you have junkies who are detoxing in your cell block. They end up going to the ER. You got people claiming they are hurt, and they're not. They go to the ER. Mm -hmm. And what the spin-off of this is that you've tied up one to two officers, usually for half a shift, all right, taking care of these medical situations, some bogus, some not. As it relates to New Haven, all they needed to do was have a seatbelt in that thing, and the guy would have been fine. He would have, wouldn't have struck his head. He would have been jostled, obviously, but he probably could have prevented the injury. So with a, a minimal amount of protection back there, he would have been all right. That is true, and yet... Apparently, most of those vehicles, if not all of those vehicles, are without seatbelts. And Mayor Elliker, very proud of himself for responding in a, in a swift and meaningful way, says moving forward they will be outfitted with seatbelts, which begs the question, why didn't they have them already? It's stupid. It's ignorance. You know, it might be a, a dollar thing where, you know, when they, they had the cost of the van... You know, they decided not to put the restraints in, but that's just plain stupidity. It's going to cost the taxpayers of the city of New Haven millions and millions of dollars to settle these lawsuits. And no. it's nothing off the skin of the back of elected officials. It's nothing off the skin of the back of the incompetent police management. They well, don't, just don't cited the fact that it's going to cost the taxpayers, and it has been for years and years and years, all right, Someone gets arrested, repeatedly arrested. Quite often they got long rap sheets. No one wants to hold these people anymore. 
Connecticut's the most liberal state in the world. Even for serious crimes, they don't want to hold them because they don't want to deal with these medical issues. Decades ago, they emptied out a CBH and all the um, mental health facilities, so you have a large contingent of people on the street with mental health problems right, right. do crazy things that are dumped in law enforcement's lap. Yes. But uh, they, my yeah, point, Ron... out there servicing the public, what happens? They have to babysit these people down at the ER, sometimes for an entire shift. But this is the, this is the thing I want to highlight, Ron, so you're in a good position as a former police officer to speak to it is what you're describing is systemic problems that need to be addressed. I don't hear, when I hear Justin Ellicott at his press conferences responding to the crippling of this individual and making all his excuses and all the stuff about moving forward, we're going to make sure we have seatbelts and all that garbage, I don't hear any meaningful talk about what is wrong with the way government operates. The things that you are saying that are structurally designed in such a way as to get bad results. Do you do you hear anybody in politics, in elected office, in upper management of public safety ever speak the truth about the things that you're talking about? Rarely. You got to keep in mind, each law enforcement jurisdiction is a fiefdom into yourself. You go to in my past position, I got to travel throughout the state. I touch bases with many police departments, and you go from very, very good police departments run very, very well to armpits, all right, that run very loose and shabbily. So someone who's conscious of the day and age in which we live, mm -hmm. all right, that never would have happened in a well-run police department. How do you have a well-run police department? Is it Because my sense is that with the union rules and the inability to fire bad cops, and and all those structural problems that even if you wanted to run a good department, it's an extremely difficult thing to do. You know, I, I only accept part of that as an excuse, okay? But discipline is usually progressive. That's what is accepted. When you have an, an officer that's a screw-up, they usually go through that progressive discipline until they reappoint, reach a point where they really can lay a heavy hand on them. Unless what they've done is so egregious that it calls for something more serious like a long-term suspension or a, a termination. But I know the department I came from, mm -hmm. uh, they, they, they handed out the discipline on a fairly well... Um, so on a regular basis, they kept up with it and eventually it created pressure on the cops? Is that what you're saying, the bad ones? Yeah. You know, I, I'll tell you what it gets down to. It gets down to hiring, all right? I did hundreds of background checks on recruits, all right? And over the course of the years, the standards have become substandard. And they're hiring many cops that just a decade ago would not have been hired. And point in case, look at the state police. Look at that report that just came out. 900 complaints on a force of only 900? What, are you kidding me? It, <laughs> it goes down to hiring. That's the root cause. They hire a bad seat to begin with, and then it comes, it comes down the line and it haunts them a year later. All right, Ron, thank you very much for the call. It's good to talk with you. 860-522-9842. Louise will come to you next when we continue on WTIC. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Good afternoon, WTIC. I'm just in a ripping bad mood because I was watching this incompetent Justin Ellicker, the mayor of New Haven, try to uh, try to execute a standard uh, bibidi babo 
spew the nonsense and the cover-up language and accept no responsibility while pretending to accept responsibility. Little tap dance for for the news media and for the residents of the city and, and also to try to make sure that he's saying it in such a way that it creates some kind of barrier against the oncoming lawsuits and the forthcoming multi-million dollar settlements for the family of, of Randy Cox, who is the guy who was crippled by the by the police department in their negligent behavior. And I would I would just propose to you that their negligence is standard practice. If you watch the videos of them behind the scenes and you see the kind of um, the deadness in their eyes as they move about the police station, making sure that they're performing the most mundane tasks in the most mundane, bored, disdainful ways, and how they treat human beings before them, especially ones they've crippled, with with uh, impatience and abusiveness, even if they're trying to maintain a nice demeanor, some of them, one or two of them. And I would say to you, this is the result of the system that you pay for, that that's what happens when you have a governor who doesn't care one iota about the details of how things operate, puts no pressure on the people under him to make sure that there is some decency and competence in government. And and that just trickles all the way down. When you have a new mayor like Justin Elliker, who I suspect had no idea what he was getting himself into in terms of the management challenges to try to inject some kind of humanity, I'm sure this guy thinks he's a compassionate person. And yet he oversees a hateful organization. And when you get in that situation, what are you supposed to do? When you're suddenly in a crisis, give up your career and confess that this is what you see inside of your own city and inside of your own government, and you're going to start to, to try to fix it? Are you going to do that? You'll, you'll go to war with all the systems and all the power that resides inside of New Haven and people all the way up who are implicated. You'd hear from the governor. You'd hear from everybody in between. If you were Justin Elliker, the mayor of New Haven, and you confessed what the truth was. So they don't. They go along with the gag and try to get out unscathed because they've invested a lot in their careers. Let's go to New Britain. Louise is there. Hi, Louise. Hi. A um, couple of things. So, uh, well, Tom won't hear this now, but somebody called and said that Roe versus Wade never permitted abortion behind 24 weeks, and that's not true. Some abortion so-called clinics would only do them to that point because the doctors wouldn't do them after that or didn't have the, the means or the way of, you know, the equipment or whatever, like a hospital or something. But other ones, with the right so-called right or wrong doctor or reason, like the health of the mother, which was very ambiguous, you know, they were permitted right up to the end, right up to nine months. And then they came along with partial birth abortion, which was really horrendous, you know. So it's, okay, let's not go back through so the history of that. Anything else you wanted no, to tell no, us? No, but that's why I wanted to answer that with that guy still listening. Okay, then uh, Al that was on, he was so inspirational. He, uh, he's retired, maybe still listening. And I guess he does volunteer, which, which I really advocate volunteerism, I, myself. 
and when you're retired and have the time. But so he, I guess, helps with the food bank or something. But he should work with young kids, maybe in the city, maybe black kids, or be a uh, a mentor or a big brother or something. You know, you should just pray. I, you know, pray about the way the Lord will use us best to use him the best to really motivate kids that really need it. You know. All right, Louise. Thank you for that. It's good to hear from you. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Now I'm going to see if it's possible for me to play a little of this audio. This is coming directly off of YouTube, and I just don't know if it's loud enough. But let's give it a try and and um, see if it works here. This is Justin Alicard at his press conference today. Just about training. The training is important. I'm assuming that's not audible, not Anthony, huh? Okay. All right, we'll do some more dirty work on that. It's um, it's infuriating that this is where we are in our country. This thing that's going on in New Haven is the same thing that's going on in Hartford at the state level, in state government, is the same thing that happens across the board. Weasels who want to uh, continue the climb towards more power for themselves, pretending to oversee an organization that they don't oversee. I guarantee you that there are none of these mayors who have any idea what goes on inside their police departments or how they would fix it. I guarantee you that Ned Lamont knows nothing about what goes on inside of the Department of Corrections or inside of state police. What they manage is the people who they appoint to run these things. And managing them is about how do we make sure we don't get in, have any problems? How do we make sure we don't get embarrassed in the media? We don't want any bad stories to get out. That's what they manage. These guys are maestros at putting on a, a performance for you in order that you can be fooled into thinking they run things. But the only things they run are scams. And the overseeing the passing of laws that are designed to be anti-constitutional, anti-American, anti-best interests of the state, and designed to transfer money and power to their favorite voters so their favorite voters continue to view them as their favorite politicians. This is what we have to find a way to fix. It's a dire situation. Because right now it's a criminal organization. Government is. There are no... Well, I'm sure if, if there were prosecutors to prosecute government, to investigate and keep government honest, they would be using RICO statute, I su statutes, I suppose, to, um, to charge them for being engaged with a criminal conspiracy because all these people work together in such a way as to conspire to defraud voters out of their hard-earned money and to make it seem that the money is being taken for legitimate purposes. But it's not. And you can see that when you think about the billions of dollars, for example, that are spent on infrastructure and how the infrastructure is an embarrassment. Just look at that. Look at the tens of millions of dollars that are squandered in Yukon sports. Look at the hundreds of millions of dollars that are wasted in Yukon health. Losses every year. It's tragic that the state is $150 billion in debt just to buy votes from special interest groups. 
And yet that's where it is. We'll talk more after a news update on WTIC. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Sorry, I had no idea. I was listening to that tape. Anthony got me the tape. I want you to hear some of this Justin Alicor. This is um, this is interesting. It is. It's interesting and entertaining because of the um, because of what's buried in here. Uh, it is of utmost. Mayor of New Haven having another press conference. Ben Crump, who's the new national magnet for these race-related police malfeasance things and you you can look at the race aspect of it as um as one of the ways you can cut these stories up if you if you put artificial dividers up and only look at pieces of police incompetence just assume police are grossly incompetent at every level all the time and that's because they are part of the government, which is grossly incompetent, and engaged in malfeasance on a regular basis. And that's what this case shows. It, it doesn't have anything to do with race. It has to do with the vulgarity of big government and big bureaucracies. 
big, abusive, hateful things. That's what they are. Uh, it is of utmost importance that no matter what anyone has done or is suspected of doing, that they be treated with respect and care when they are in the hands of New Haven police. Uh, in other words, in my the, they didn't do the right thing, is what he's saying. Because, of course, nobody was treated with respect. If you watch the videos of the New Haven police doing what Justin Ellicker is saying they didn't do. Uh, and in my view, that was not done here. In my view, they were not created, they were not treated with decency and respect, he uh, says. Uh, we want justice for Randy as well. He and wants that's why justice. We are so, so what does that mean exactly, do you think? When an elected official says that the people crippled by his organization's malfeasance, he wants justice. What exactly is he saying, do you think? We want justice for Randy as well. And that's why we are doing everything we can to ensure accountability and transparency for the Cox family, for Randy, and for the public. Uh, I just want to go over uh, the things that we have done to date uh, to respond to this uh, incident. Uh, we've put all... Now listen to this. This is the list of things they've done in response to what has transpired. That is that they threw a guy in a paddy wagon, did not secure him because there is no way to secure him, apparently, in a paddy wagon. And they crippled him in a, not an accident, but apparently an attempt to avoid an accident, although some people think it's part of, it's like the Freddie Gray thing, that it was done on purpose. There's this kind of standard procedure if cops are unhappy. I don't see any signs of that. It appears, if you watch the video, that the driver legitimately was surprised by something, slammed on the brakes, and that's why the injury happened. But that's neither here nor there. Well, maybe not. Maybe that's an overstatement. But anyway, listen to the list of things that the mayor of New Haven itemizes. Uh, we've put all five officers that were involved on leave. Uh, how, does, uh, how, does they, how does putting five officers on leave for behaving as, I mean, they're five officers. That's a big chunk of representation of, of, of the police department. If five officers are not able to properly detain, deliver, book, and bring to a cell somebody who, who all they have to do is call an ambulance and make sure he's not moved because he has a spinal cord injury, and instead they drag him around on the ground and they let him flop around in a wheelchair and then they pull him out of the wheelchair and drag him into a cell, and then leave him there while they wait for somebody to come and pick him up and take him to the hospital. And there, were, before that, there was an eight-minute drive when he sh the, the thing shouldn't have been moving. It should have been sitting still waiting for an ambulance. Uh, we've alerted the public within 24 hours of the incident occurring. Okay, so we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Within 24 hours, they alert the public. That's good, I suppose, but why wouldn't the public be alerted right away? Uh, we have released videos, all the videos uh, that cover the entire length of the incident within 48 hours of the incident occurring. Why did it take 48 hours? Why weren't they just released? As fast as we could, because we need to review and redact information. Okay, so they need to do redacting. 
uh, what they're describing, what he is describing, is bare minimum competence and decency. But so far, nothing that has happened that he's listing is a, a revelation in terms of what he sees as problems that need to be fixed. Uh, from those videos, the NHPD opened an internal affairs investigation. Again, who cares? Of course they did. We reached out and communicated with the state police and the inspector general. Of course you did. What else would you do? Uh, and the state's attorney. The state is now, as you know, leading an investigation, and the New Haven Police Department is fully cooperating. With oh, you're, co you're not engaged in a cover-up? Are you sure? He's, he's bragging that he's not covering anything up. And uh, once that investigation is complete, the New Haven Police will continue to pursue the internal affairs investigation. And there will be an internal affairs investigation to find out who under them, under the people in responsibility, can be punished for having done what, what is standard procedure in the police department. We've taken transport vehicles offline as we work to develop standard operating procedures and training uh, for those vehicles. And in the meantime, any transport of any prisoner will be in the back of a police cruiser. Now, if this is necessary, see, this is what I mean. If you run an organization, anybody run an organization, show of hands, please. Do you run an organization by waiting for a tragedy and then making obvious moves in response to the fact pattern of that tragedy to make sure that that exact fact pattern doesn't happen again? Or do you manage in such a way where the obvious problems with the way things are done, those obvious problems are corrected right off the bat in advance of the tragedy? Which do you favor, please? We've taken transport vehicles offline as we work to develop standard operating procedures and training. Why wasn't there standard operating procedure and training for prisoner transport vehicles before? Uh, for... Are you listening? This is how they cover up. This is how they try to sound like they actually manage something, but they don't. Uh, for those vehicles, and in the meantime, any transport of any prisoner will be in the back of a police cruiser. This is antithetical to management. This is incompetence, with the chief of incompetence confessing to the incompetence. Our current standard operating procedure is that individuals in the back of police cruisers are required to have a seatbelt uh, fastened. So they now have a seatbelt requirement. Uh, and we're also looking to implement uh, ABLE training, active bystander for law enforcement training. This is a program by uh, Georgetown University that is nationally renowned, uh, that trains officers, uh, gives them more tools to uh, intervene when they see uh, another officer that may not be making the best decision. So now they're putting in a program to deal with officers who don't make good decisions, an oversight program. Why wasn't that already in, in place if the uh, New Haven Police Department is so incompetent? Um, a couple of things I wanted to clarify uh, that were uh, discussed earlier. Uh, we've released the videos that cover the entire incident. Bully for you. I mean, it's good that you do that. Because I know it's not standard procedure in the corrupt, disgusting world of government. It is normal for people to cover up the evidence so the public can't see. So it's good that you're doing the bare bones square one. 
but it's nothing to brag about. There was a reference earlier on that there were some videos that were not released to the public. We have released uh, all of the videos to the public, including uh, a portion of the, vi or the, vi the entire body camera from Officer Diaz, uh, from when he started driving the vehicle uh, to the detention center. Um, if there is any other information that comes available to us, we prioritize transparency because it's the right thing to do and we think it's very, very important. Uh, we will release that information. Uh, They're pledging to be transparent. Good. We've also uh, spoken with uh, Mr. Cox's mother. Uh, I called her shortly after uh, I was, became aware of the incident. Uh, we invited uh, Mr. Cox's mother to the police station, uh, and she came and watched the video prior to the press conference where we released the videos publicly because we felt that it was important for her to have that opportunity to view the videos in advance. Oh, my Lord. Can you imagine? If you haven't seen these videos, which I assume you haven't, she had to sit down and watch the attempted murder of her son on the part of the New Haven Police Department. It's amazing stuff. All right, we'll, uh, we'll start playing some rants. After we take a quick break... Back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. By the way, Anthony was just reminding me that um, that there's a story out that's from the Associated Press over the last few days that says that more than a million people have left the Democratic Party. Voters registered as Democrats have switched to Republicans, a million, over the last year. Isn't that amazing? Is that what it is? Or is it since the election 2020, I guess that's the same thing. But how wonderful is it that, in, think, about, think about the powerful indoctrination that has been attempted, the brainwashing that has been attempted by the left and their media machine over the last year to convince voters that Donald Trump is a pariah and everybody wants to make sure they need to stay, you know, they understand that the need to stay far away from Donald Trump and those evil Republicans, and that's caused one million Democrats to change over and vote for Republicans. What a heartwarming thing. Let's play some rants. Let's play some rants. Come and listen to the story of Senator Dickie B, the liberal video media stock who's always on TV. Oh, Dickie is a yes-man for the liberal Democrats, aligned with Miss Pelosi and all the liberal rats. Rats, that is, vote-buying, lib-mouthpiece, Dickie B. Lied about his military service, claiming to be a vet. He rigged the pensions up, creating massive debt. Speaking at a commie party membership event. Too dumb to do the research, trying for votes to get. Librat, that is. Vote buying, mouthpiece, Dickie B. Finds himself controlled in the Chuck Schumer nest. 
complicit in cash handouts for the inflationary mess. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to uh, the next one, and then we'll come back and listen to the rest of that. It's too long to focus on. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Ned Lamont. And it's me, Susan Bicester. Oh, not there, Susan. Uh, uh, you weren't supposed to speak here. Uh, remember, only if spoken to and you get an okay from the press secretary. So uh, just hush up there, sweetheart. And, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I got carried away. Sometimes she, she's just like a handful there. <laughs> oh, good, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Ned Lamont. I got sidetracked there. We take care of all of our good state employees and, you know, the union people there. They really take good care of us. So don't forget. Ladies and gentlemen, especially if you're a state employee or a union employee, it's like, don't forget who to vote for this year. Don't fall for that Bob Stefanowski. Can I even say his last name? But, uh, the, like Bicewicks, kind of. But, uh, anyways, but remember me, Ned Lamont, when you're in the polls this year. <laughs> Here's the gov. I love the gov. That is the true Governor Lamont right there. You know what puzzles me is how can any governor sign any contract for longer than their current, current we vote in than their current term in office he's saying he broke up a little bit there if we vote in bob the deal with the union workers with the state goes on forever and ever even if bob wanted to change it and we wanted him to our previous governor signed up for life that seems completely wrong goodbye if uh if we uh, if we elect Republicans in large enough numbers, then they will be able to fix what needs fixing. It depends on what popular demand is. But people have to come around to a position on what the remedy is for the bankruptcy of the state and how to move forward. Yes, hi. I just heard some lady call in on the rant line complaining that we need to let the January 6th committee know that nobody cares about the insurrection anymore. Nobody cares about it anymore. Well, a lot of people do care about it. And it's just funny how the more we hear, the more narcissist, child, selfish that our former president really was. And it's great that this stuff is coming to light, and it's great that these people are finally brave enough to say it. Can't wait for this guy to get arrested. Well, I understand how you feel if you're um, if you're not suspicious of the process that's going on and the fact that it's a one-sided process that doesn't have cross-examination, doesn't have witnesses from the other side of the story. For example, after yesterday, I'm sure you've heard that the Secret Service wants to testify because they said what they heard was not true, that the president didn't behave that way. And I can't tell you what the truth is. I can tell you the truth is this is not a balanced process that is a fact-finding mission. It is an attempt to win elections and control public opinion without having a balanced investigation into what happened. Good afternoon, Todd. I just wanted to say that WTIC, I think, has the best, radio lineup starting up nine o'clock in the morning when pastor will gets on and goes all the way through you and then sometimes in the evening with some other folks however i'm 
very upset today because the news department continues to not do the basics of their job. And I know you can't comment on this, so I understand if you don't say anything about this rant. However, today they reported news. That news was that somebody yesterday in the Trump administration testified before the committee that Trump tried to grab a steering wheel and Trump threw food and all this other stuff. That is news that needs to be reported. However, they left out what anyone who's paying attention knows, and that is the Secret Service agents have... Yeah, the stuff I just said. They left out, he's saying, the Secret Service wants to say that's not true. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024.